the problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. You turn the page, you wash your hands. You turn the page, you wash your hands. And then you turn the page, and, and then you wash your hands. <laughs> Rocco to the <laughs> manager's office. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And it's Candace. Candace, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. We're at a different location today, so if it sounds a little different, it's because we're... On summer vacation. On vacay. This is episode 68, and we've all written an episode of Rocco's Modern Life to share. Yeah, the the people have voted. I think we, um, what was it? It was, um, Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Real Monsters. Ah, Real Monsters. But this overwhelmingly won. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Uh, (laughs) But I'm feeling confident now. Were you pooling for one over another? Um, I I hit it in my head that Hey Arnold would be the easiest to yeah. get into, but but this is just as well. Huh, there you go. Uh, Candace, were you a Rocco fan growing up? Not well. <laughs> actually, no, not really. But if it takes I don't you that, that long. I really don't want to spoil the whole <laughs> You know, magic of the episode uh, here. Oh, uh, no, yeah. We're making That'd our own magic. Yeah. yeah. I came to a later appreciation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, well, uh, before we get into Rocco, uh, a little bit of Nickelodeon news. The first first one's a, a sad bit of news. Um, a singer, uh, musician um, from the... I don't know, I think 1950s or something. Uh, his name was Eugene Pitt. He was the founding member of the doo-wop group, The Jive Five. Mm, uh, I like he, it. He passed away in late June at the age of 80. Uh, and he he had a hit single in 1961 called My True Story. Um, but he found new fame in the ni- 80s and 90s uh, when he recorded an a, ca- or a cappella jingle for Nickelodeon. Uh, and of course, it's the famous Nick, 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 Nick uh, jingle. And I think he did a bunch of them um, throughout the throughout the uh, 90s for Nickelodeon. Um, so late uh, career boom. Yeah, he probably never would have guessed. You know? Right? Yeah, he would have been 60 or something by the time he was doing those. But... I wonder if he found out about how kind of influential <laughs> it ended up being. I guess. You, yeah, I, I. Yeah, you would think. I, I want. I, <laughs> I wonder if more people know the Jive Five or the Nickelodeon jingle. Oh, I'm gonna say Nickelodeon jingle, <laughs> but I'm coming from a specific generation. Right. Was he in the jingle biz though? Well, you if know, he's... we don't know how many jingles he has out there. That's true. Yeah. This might have just been a couple on a couple yeah. steps on his. This could be nothing. Jingle. He could have written. Some sort of toothpaste commercial. Oh, I doubt it. This is probably the biggest. <laughs> his thing. his uh, his write ups after he died were all Jive Five and Nickelodeon. Hmm. Okay, that God. settles it. He has a real Nickelodeon sounding name. Yeah. Eugene Pitt. It just sounds good. It's a good kind of weird name. Well, we'll end today's episode with a little Jive Five mm. uh, in memoriam for the man. Um, uh, also, uh, Double Dare has been back. Candace, have you been watching? Yes. And? I'm into it. Okay. I mean, is is it weird now to watch the kids? It's not as fun. Is it weird to oh. watch the kids compete? It's a game show. <laughs> it's always been about the obstacle course yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still... Did you like the old Double Dare? Yeah. I mean, was that one of your... Uh... Well, how much did you watch Nickelodeon when you? I watched. I watched a fair amount. That's definitely one I would have stopped on. Like, oh, good, Double Dare's on. (laughs) So you're comparing it to the old. old Yeah, I guess so. I I did read before the show started. Look at you showing off. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm in the loop now. 
Um, I was like, oh, I don't know about this not Mark Summers hosting situation. But I think they made, I think it makes sense. He's still there, but it's not his yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. She I makes like sense. Her. She's doing a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. Love the new host. I just was like, <laughs> what are they doing? They're going to keep him, but they're not keeping him. Yeah. But it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, I think that the questions on the on these new ones are a lot easier than the old ones. If you go back and watch some of the old uh, questions, there's like a lot that I can't even answer. You know, uh, most of these I'm getting. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Dumber questions for a dumber generation, or, <laughs> or maybe they realize it's, it's kind of boring when nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> it could be when they're getting the question wrong every other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we get into Rocco, uh, our, our own episodes, we always love to read your thoughts. Uh, so we got three this week. Uh, and of course we've heard from our buddy, Justin. Uh, we had our, we had our Pete and Pete week last week, uh, where we talked about, uh, King of the Road, Field of Pete and the Call. And, uh, Justin emailed us about King of the Road. Uh, and a few other things, so I'll share his thoughts here. He said, uh, just a bit of commentary before I jump into this episode. First, uh, defending my statements on my favorite Doug episode since I didn't put any explanation. Um, <laughs> Doug's doodle I enjoyed because I could relate to Doug's anxiety about getting into trouble in school, uh, as I did often from kindergarten until 10th grade as a perennial class clown as well as wanting to daydream to escape being in school. I agree it's not a strong episode, but I think it was one that was played often as I seem to have some nostalgia when reading the description. Doug's no dummy. Uh, the doy dot das, doll. I agree is completely cringeworthy. What I liked about this episode is when Skeeter steps in and uses his head to help Doug when Buster the dummy falls apart. I love the dynamic Skeeter brings to the show as an ultimate friend. I also think this was played often uh, as well. I tend to enjoy the earliest seasons, which is why he's made my list. Doug's cool shoes was just awesome to me. I've always loved basketball and basketball shoes. I could never afford Jordans or Penny um, phone posits as a kid like some of my wealthy classmates' families, but my single mom did the best she could. This is why I love the episode and the part where Sky Davis enjoys his regular shoes more than the hyped ones, and they sign each other's Chuck Taylor-looking shoes was just so cool to me as a kid. Sky Davis. Sky Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, good. That is good. Yeah, one of those cool moments. Um, he said, I appreciate that you take the time to read my emails and even address most of them on the show. I just want to concur that I, in capital letters, absolutely, that absolutely DJ Mikhail is a more special email than mine. <laughs> I know we have a mutual appreciation for each other's support and pen pal relationship, but I don't think either of us would have been drawn to this world of entertainment without his role in our childhood. No offense taken even in the smallest amount by highlighting the importance of him contacting you. All right, I'm getting too long-winded, so here are my thoughts on King of the Road. One, I'm not sure any television show has, especially kid-centered, captured what I feel to be the common American family the way that Pete and Pete does. Albeit the volume of their characters is turned up, but they are so real as individuals and a family. Only other show in the 1990s off the top of my head that came close was Roseanne to the, quote, American family. If there were others, I can't recall because of the ambient I'm taking. Uh, two, if I didn't love the Wrigley's enough, uh, they have Heinz ketchup at their picnic table when they stop. Yes, I'm a ketchup snob, proud Pittsburgh fan, and yes, I know it's a Heinz bottle, though it's just the back label. Nice, stray observation. That is a good stray observation, yeah. Wasn't really checking out their snacks. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Mm. I think they had barbecue chips, Just maybe. Oh. Don't speculate. <laughs> um, three, little Pete destroying that sandwich when Mr. Perfect's family walks up and engages them is one of my favorite moments of the episode. Four, is it okay to go up to someone else's car and check the tire pressure? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Uh, five, when they realized they are near damn country because of all the power towers, did they just pull up to someone's house a little Pete could pee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and is th interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, six, you guys mentioned Nev Campbell as resembling Big Pete's crush. I can see that. To me, she more resembles Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's a yeah, stronger likeness. Seven, uh, as I stated, I love basketball and basketball shoes. I'm specifically a Nike collector. The shoes you referenced Big Pete wearing were the latest Jordans at the time this came out. They are, uh, they are specifically the Jordan 8, white, black, true red colorway, commonly referred to as the Bugs Bunny Jordan 8s. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he gave King of the Road a Krupp star rating, the same as all three of us, 4.5. He says, I agree with all of you. This is a fantastic episode, but just shy of being in the elite tier of Pete and Pete episodes. I'm looking forward to listening to the next two. I'm thinking I may give one or both of those five Krupp stars. And then he said he would name the episode, which was my second option, uh, Making Good Time. Uh, yeah, that is good. Yeah. Making Good Time. Yeah. Uh, always great to hear from Justin. Yeah. Uh, I think we have more... This is from Ivyboy89. Great uh, name. Mm. <laughs> uh, loved the King of the Road podcast. Just wanted to bring up what I believe to be the best display of the Wrigley family antics. The episode The Trouble with Teddy. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is so good. The Wrigley family with such fabulous lines as stick around. Next mom's going to make some curd. <laughs> and how's the squirrel burrito? <laughs> Love that you discuss the perfect family, too. Who can forget the Kretschmars from 35 hours? Mm-hmm. No one can touch them. Anyways, <laughs> keep up the good work, guys. Your friendly neighborhood Viking, Ivy Boy 89. Oh, very yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. Um, the Trouble with Boy. Teddy is a great episode. Yes. It's one of the most, I think, interesting uh, half hours of TV ever, maybe. Oh, yeah? It's just... It, one of your favorite Pete and strange. Or... Well... Maybe not even my top, one of my top episodes, just like a really interesting, I don't think anybody, I've never seen anything quite like it and doing it, doing the subject matter quite as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, Teddy is an unbelievable character. Super complex. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Well, thanks Ivy Boy. And uh, who else do we hear from? Uh, this is a letter from Rainy Days. Mm. Hey, Rainy Days. The letter reads, Hi, going back to what you guys said about Doug, I wonder why Nickelodeon didn't have Doug and his friends progress to high school. Also, why did Disney carry on with Doug? Also, Judy Funny did help her brother Doug out in two different episodes. It was behind the wheel mm-hmm. and also the episode where she goes to Doug's school to recite poetry. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, the first question was why don't they have Doug progress? Why didn't Doug and his friends go on to high school? Why did they stay? <sighs> what are they, in sixth grade on the Nickelodeon version? I, think. I guess. Um, are we assuming high school starts in seventh grade for them? Well, that episode where they graduate, they're talking about moving to junior high. Oh, are they? I think. Oh, I thought they were. Um, they're they're really young in the Nick. Oh, uh, I was for some reason I was thinking they were in like junior high the whole time. Oh, I guess that was incorrect. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You only see their grade. They level. just seem <laughs> older now. I guess. Yeah. Watching it, like they don't seem like. Uh, that. Elementary school kids. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Rainy Days just mentioned Judy, and Judy's clearly in high school. She oh, is. Yeah. And so, are her and Doug that far apart in age? Well, but even that could be. During the series, she turns sixteen. So even if he was twelve, actually, I think Still, he's supposed. I think he's supposed to be eleven. What? Yeah. Like that's a pretty big difference. Like bigger than a difference that it seems like. Yeah. Show, I think. Yeah, they do seem closer. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. To answer the question, I mean, it seems like an animated choice that most animated shows just yeah. don't have characters grow up. Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be. Keep going. Yeah. Um, Eventually, Tommy Pickles would have to start wearing pants. <laughs> well, they did that. And, and nobody ever likes it. Just like when Disney <laughs> continued. That's true. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then Doug started wearing those three-quarter length tees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of like... Uh, Disney Doug. I mean, I don't like it as much, mm-hmm. but I can enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's a little watered down. The character's a little less made, like, to be a little less uh, complicated, I guess. Yeah. 
mean, I'm assuming Disney bought it because they there was money to be made. Um, oh, yeah. It was a popular yeah. cartoon. Why I Nickelodeon think, allowed it? Sold it. Yeah, is strange. It is strange, and I guarantee they really regret it now because they really can't incorporate it with any of this yeah. uh, resurgence. Although it does come up on Splat every once in a while. The Nick, huh. of course, the Nick version. Yeah. I think I loved the Disney version because it was involved in One Saturday Morning. Yes. Mm. The programming block called One Saturday Morning. Yeah. Which, yeah, I like maybe I should say this on a different podcast, but that was like the <laughs> ultimate programming block in my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't, it had like Pepper Ann. Yeah, Pepper yeah, Ann. Recess. Uh, recess, yeah. Yeah. That was like primo. I liked that yeah. a lot as well. That was um, a later edition of the Saturday morning block. I was really into, like, I think it was early 90s where I had um, Bump in the Night yeah. and Crow. Reboot? Reboot. Yeah. yeah. Reboot. That does not ring a bell. <laughs> Did it start with One Saturday Morning? The jingle? Yeah, I think that was the jingle. Um, but we're here to talk about uh, our own version of Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. So we've done Keenan and Kel. Uh, with our friend Bobby, uh, we yeah. did uh, Salute Your Shorts with our pal Kevin, and then Candace is here today to do a little Rocco's Modern Life, hopefully a different spin. Now, I don't know, uh, we didn't talk about it, but these this would be the first time we're doing an episode where it would be you know 11 to 13 minutes yeah. in that range. Yeah. Is that how you wrote it? Um, that I kept that in mind, though I ended up with like more maybe more detail than any of the other episodes okay. either of the other ones so far okay um, it, I, I think it makes sense alright did you uh, <laughs> did you go back and watch any Rocco to get a feel or I was to be honest I was like screening through a few mm-hmm. I was I think I was finding more clips than I was finding full episodes trying to get a feel for the characters mm-hmm. put myself in the mindset yeah yeah, yeah, I watched I watched a couple um one thing I found was interesting was that uh I think more than any other show we do there's like a lot of or any show we've done or write an episode there's like a lot of jumping around uh like a oh, lot of yeah. we- like a lot of weirdness and quick cuts yes. and, um so when I was writing it it actually felt kind of liberating to be kind of as weird as you wanted to be. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I totally felt that. I thought that was going to make it really hard, but uh, this did kind of, once I got going, this kind of fell into place. It's yeah. Like... There were moments where I was writing and I went, well, is that too crazy? But with Rocco, it literally can't be. Uh, uh, it board- yeah. I think it borders almost on like Red and Stimpy territory where it's like, yeah. nothing's too strange. So yours is pretty crazy. I don't think I'm it's that crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that crazy. I just, you know. Buckle up, Andrew. I, I certainly couldn't have had some of these scenes in my salute shorts. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, do you want to get us started? Yeah, I'm ready. Mine is called "Kind of a Lot of Trouble." Kind of a lot of trouble. Yep. <laughs> I like it. As, a, as an O. Yeah. As an O town. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Rocco wakes up in the morning to a loud crashing and yelling coming from outside his house. He jumps out of bed to look out the window. Heifer and Filbert are in his yard messing around, and Heifer yells, Come on, Rock, let's go already. Rocco gets dressed in his really, really big man outfit and tells Spunky how excited he is for the big kind of a lot of comics convention. Ooh. Outside, Heifer is dressed as a garbage rat from Garbage Strike the Musical. Oh, good, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Wait, which, uh, Heifer or Filbert? Heifer. Heifer, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's like the same shape, so I just... Yeah, you know. so Rocco's really big man, Heifer's yeah. a rat from the yes. musical, and... And Filbert is barely dressed up, just wearing an eye patch, <laughs> and he says, R. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Um, they have a bunch, bunch of bags with them, and they explain that they're going to collect as much free swag from the booths as they can. Rocco tells them that all he wants is Big Man's autograph on his mint copy of issue one of Really Really Big Man Comics. And he reluctantly informs them that he invited Mr. Big Head along, and they both, uh, complain, like, oh. <laughs> oh, Rocco, Mr. Big Head calls and runs over dressed as a little poot. You familiar with that? I'm trying to recall it. <laughs> um, 
from the uh, movie theater episode. It's like really, really big man in the little poops. Oh, and they're boy, like just barely. Little, uh, yeah. Pink, like, blobs of poop. Kind of <laughs> That's Mr. Bighead? Yeah. <laughs> So in the car, Mr. Bighead is talking Rocco's ear off about how excited, how excited he is, and Filbert leans into Hefford and whispers, "We'll ditch him once we get inside." <laughs> what was that? Rocco angrily questions them, but they act like they're innocent and whistle off. <laughs> inside the con, the camera pan, briefly pans across the packed room yes. in a classic Rocco yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of pan moment. Really lets you soak in the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rocco says, what do you guys want to do first? But when he turns, Heifer and Filbert are already scampering into the crowd. Rocco notices the line for Big Man is already long, but he lets Mr. <laughs> Big Head drag him away to see the little poots first. Heifer and Filbert are snatching and stuffing their bags with everything they can get from the boots. <laughs> they stop at the Bunny Man booth, which they can't believe is giving out free action figures to the first hundred visitors. Mm-hmm. As they're admiring their prizes, a little kid dressed as Bunny Man tugs at Heifer. <laughs> he thinks Heifer is one of the real garbage rats, but Filbert tells him he, he's a steer. Now get out of here, kid. <laughs> I like I like Filbert being nasty. <laughs> the kid tries to get an action figure, but the guy at the booth tells him, "Sorry, those guys got the last two. <laughs> Glaring at Filbert, the kid yells, "Hey, you're not even dressed up!" Filbert glances down at him and says, "Mind your own business, kid." <laughs> Tammy, the kid's mom, shows up and leads the, leads him away, telling him, Come on, son, let's go find the real garbage rats. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rocco is patiently waiting in line with Mr. Bighead for the little poots and sees the big man line growing longer. While Mr. Bighead... I can, I can see the nervousness <laughs> yeah. of Rocco like, going back and forth. Yeah. While Mr. Bighead is busy talking to the little poots as he gets up to the front of the line, Rocco sneaks off and gets in line for big man. He can barely see Big Man's booth squinting toward the front of the line, and surrounded by arguing nerds, he begins his long wait. At first he's bouncing with excitement, then we see him patiently waiting, and finally he's slumped over, and the scene fades. Rocco has a brief dream about saving the garbage rats with Big Man, (laughs) and as the rats chant his name, he wakes to Heifer Filbert and Mr. Bighead, calling, Rocco, Rocco. Their bags and pockets are bursting with swag, and Filbert says, Look at all the stuff we got. That's great, guys, Rocco says, but I'm about to get Big Man's autograph. He glances at the booth and finds it empty. Sorry, Rock, the con's over, Heifer says. Rocco is depressed as all the attendees are filing out, but from across the room he spots Big Man dressed as Lois, trying to blend in with the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Rocco asks Big Man if he would mind signing one more, and Big Man reluctantly agrees. But before Big Man can sign, Tammy shouts, There they are, boys! The garbage rats angrily chase Mm -hmm. Heifer and Filbert down and create a stampede in which Big Man and the rest trample over (laughs) Ryder. And we fade out to the next scene. There's a shot of the outside of Rocco's house, and we go inside, and he's suspended in a full-body cast in the living room. (laughs) Yes. That's good. Heifer asks Rocco if he can get him anything, and Rocco just moans. I'm really sorry about ha- what happened, Rock, Heifer says, but at least you got your autograph. Rocco strains his hand into a thumbs up, and there's a zoom onto the top of the TV, where next to Spike Hammerhead's ball of chew and the gutter ball's bowling trophy sits a torn and crumpled copy of Big Man Number 1 with a big, dirty boot print across the cover. That's really good. And, yeah, that's really good. Uh... Man, a lot of really good Rocco references. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Tried to get a lot of the, like, I don't know, a couple episodes kept coming back to me, like the movie theater episode, so I had some, like, the garbage yeah. rats, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, like, the, the Comic-Con type thing is a good, uh, that seems like a Rocco activity they would do. Yeah, it felt like an easy way to get them all in one place, yeah. kind of interacting with each other. And Rocco is very, even though there's no, like, continuous story, it's very self-referential. So, yeah. like, having really big man as the famous person at the convention makes sense. And I really like that. Oh, thanks. Uh, what uh, Out of five Krebs stars, Candice? Five Krebs stars. Wow. Oh, five. You give yeah. it a five. Wow. Oh, oh very good. Uh, I think I think I'd go five, too. Wow. I think I would really want to watch that episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. 
He's successful, I guess. I'm, I'm trying. I'm. I am trying to think of a, uh, something I didn't like, but <laughs> <laughs> you had pretty much the characters you want to see. I really like Filbert when he's angsty. Mm. Filbert's a tricky one because sometimes yeah. he's like in a kind of good mood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's much funnier when, like the you know, beat it kid type stuff. I always love that Filbert. Well, thanks. Yeah. I thank you. Uh, I really can't wait to hear uh, what you guys well, have to say. Candace, you're up next. I tell you, I'm not excited to go after that. Uh, so, so what is your episode called? This episode is called "O Town Goes Viral." O Town Goes Viral. Wow, another O like title. Yeah, yeah. How can you not? Well. Hard to resist. I mean, it would be really embarrassing if someone here didn't. Yeah, that's true. Let me just start editing real (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a lot less Rocco's Modern Life wisdom than Andrew does. It's okay. But I think what I know about Rocco's Modern Life and why I said I appreciate it now is like the social commentary aspect. Mm. Yeah, it's really... Um, Which was... Almost shocking to me to watch as an adult once I was yeah. understanding it. Um, yeah. Like the work that they must have put into writing for kids and adults, the way that masterful kids' material is produced, it's yeah. impressive. It seems like it's the definition of a show that's like for kids, but adults could easily yeah. watch with the kid. There was an entire layer under there that I was not processing yeah. as a child. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then, one more time, the title. O-Town goes viral. Love it. So we start with a wide shot above Mm O-Town itself. Mm -hmm. And there's a crew of workers working feverishly on a project. And they're digging ditches, a network of ditches that are leading quickly towards O-Town. It's becoming evening at this point, and we see the workers, they're like digging these ditches like crazy, and it pans over to one of the trucks, and the truck says, Blue Blazes, world's fastest internet network. (laughs) So the ditches are coming closer and closer into town, and as the ditches come into town, the windows in all the houses in O-Town start to light up. Soft blue. Ooh. Like and we just yeah. hear all the notifications start. <laughs> Everything is buzzing and dinging. And like a wave over O-Town, yeah. the soft blue light starts yeah. radiating out of all the houses. Nightfall. Um, the next morning, the sun rises over Rocco's house and he wakes up to his old-fashioned alarm clock. <sighs> he rolls out of bed and feeds Spunky his breakfast. But Spunky doesn't come running. Shot of Spunky. He's got earbuds in. Uh, he he like cannot it. hear that his <laughs> breakfast has been served. So when Spunky doesn't come to breakfast, Rocco shrugs and decides to go find someone else to eat breakfast with. He walks down the empty sidewalk and finds his way to Filbert's trailer, which is just positively buzzing. <laughs> From the outside? From the outside. Yeah. When Rocco gets in, Filbert is sitting frantically behind a stack of computers with hundreds of internet tabs open with all these notifications going off. And he's trying to take selfies, but his arms are too short. <laughs> and so you can see that he's just posting a feed of like close-ups of his nose and his glasses. And Filbert seems too stressed to pay attention to Rocco trying to invite him to breakfast. Yeah. And... Um, he turns around and mutters something that sounds like hashtag nauseous. <laughs> so Rocco leaves. And Rocco goes to find Heifer. But when he gets to Heifer's house, he finds that Heifer has locked his door and has a live recording light on. Mm. And Heifer is recording his new live web show where he unboxes snacks and reviews them live. Uh. And Heifer's reviewing reviewing these snacks and doing his live show and he's like a YouTube personality and his house is just already piled with all these (laughs) empty snack boxes that he's been unboxing. And so Rocco can't get into Heifer because the recording light is on. So Rocco has to leave. Hmm. 
So he kind of wanders sadly down the sidewalk as Rocco would. And then I didn't know if there was a place, but I decided to call it Cafe Olay. Ooh. This is a fun fact. Yeah. Sounds like a Rocco name, too. Yeah. Cafe Olay. So he goes in to have breakfast by himself, and he notices over at the coffee bar, some of the townspeople are starting to complain about all the noise and the blue light from the internet taking over. Especially a lot of the older townspeople are getting really mad. And the more they talk about it, the louder it gets. And soon, a full-on angry mob emerges from the diner, and they spill out onto the street. And everyone's angry, and they're starting to march and protest. And so Rocco has to get out of there. Um, So as the day goes on, everything's just getting progressively worse. The protesters are really going crazy, and the buzzing and the noises from all the internet things are just off the charts. And the whole town is like a buzz. Um, some of the houses have so much energy that they're like literally vibrating, like a space shuttle re-entering the atmosphere. Yeah. And, um, the counterculture protesters have like evolved into an entire shanty town of like protests. <laughs> and like, uh, hey, you're the one who said it couldn't get too crazy. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm enjoying it. I was thinking like Occupy Wall Street type, like. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so they're like anti-technology, and so this whole shanty town has taken root in the center of O-Town, mm-hmm. like Dust Bowl-style primitive. <laughs> and the the townspeople are marching about, you know, chanting about the end of times. <laughs> and um, Rocco is just getting like so nervous and uncomfortable, and he's like on his own, in between everything. Yeah. So Rocco is feeling kind of nervous and anxious, and as he's walking down the street, the newspaper blows by him as the breeze picks up. And quickly we see the headline, hashtag nauseous, O-Town's gone viral. And so the wind carries the newspaper away, and then in the same panning shot, we see sparks flying from one of these barrel fires in the shantytown. The spark is floating on the wind. The spark flies into Heifer's window, where there's nothing but a pile Uh. of snack wrappers. (laughs) There's a close-up, Rocco-style close-up, on this one piece of ash as it's, like, shooting through his window like a rocket ship. You know, just like, so intense. Yeah. And then it lands softly on the snack wrappers. So... The spark softly lands. Yeah. You can see Heifer in the background. He's still doing his live broadcast, unboxing more and more and more snacks, and the the tinder for this fire is just piling up, and he doesn't realize it. Slowly but surely, the snack wrappers start to burn, and a massive, massive fire breaks out. Heifer is live. So now the blaze is being live broadcast on the internet and everybody is hearing about it immediately. The flames are like five stories high, like crazy, and everybody in town can see it. So of course Rocco sees it and he runs over like to try to help his friend Heifer inside the house. And meanwhile, the shanty town, like dust bowl tents and stuff, if the flames are gonna completely destroy them. So they, everybody starts trying to put out this fire and everybody's working together and everybody on the internet is watching it. So everybody <laughs> rushes out immediately. Like everybody's focused on this fire. Right. And then the town starts working together and they're all like in a big line, filling the buckets and passing the buckets and they're pouring the water on the fire, like pouring it, pouring it, pouring it. And the whole town's like working together. And the water is just like pouring, pouring, pouring in. And then the water starts to find its way into the ditches that all the internet people were digging. Mm. And so slowly, Rocco close-up style, we watch the water dripping into the ditches. And from the aerial shot of O-Town, we see all the water filling all these this network of ditches. Yeah. Um. So eventually the water floods the ditches that are going around Huffer Heifer who is still live yeah on the webcam <laughs> yells the fire is almost out I'm saved and then immediately there's like a big short circuit sound and the whole town goes dark the buzzing and vibrating stops and finally it's quiet 
and the internet is down, and the little shanty town is completely flooded. It's gone. They've washed away all their tents. <laughs> so then everybody's just standing outside together, and Heifer asks Philbert and Rocco if they want to go eat breakfast together. Uh, wow, that was uh, really good. <laughs> uh, really great episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> amazing job with the characters. Um, Especially if you don't know them as well as we do, and uh, and the town too, like the way the town acted. Even yes, like um, uh, O Town is very quick to be outraged. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that felt very real. Yeah. Um, really sudden movements of like outrage. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was trying to. How can I es- take this thing and escalate it extremely quickly? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was done perfectly. Um, I loved the idea of the glowing, or like the glowing windows. It kind of reminded me of um, the Suckomatic episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something about that. Like everybody in their house. And yeah. Instead of being in front of the TV, they're in front of the internet this time. Yeah. Um, and Philbert and Heifer, just yes. those things that they were doing Perfect. were great. Yeah. The, uh, the Philbert taking selfies is yes. oh one of the God. best. And, <laughs> That's a great and joke. And them coming up yeah. as just pieces. Like, I can imagine the backgrounds on Rocco yeah. as that. Oh, yeah. Man, that was great. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, if you didn't, if you told me that was the description of the new movie that's coming, Statically. I'd be like... Happy yeah. about it, and I think, wow, that's perfect. That sounds perfect. Yeah, it's um, like totally updated for now, but right. Yeah, the new movie seems to have a technology. Yeah. Oh. Uh, thing to it. I thought I'd get a little blowback for going outside the realm. Oh, oh. no, I think that's where they're headed. Yeah, yeah. which is perfect because, like, I think what he wants to do is make a statement on yeah. like, look at what this has done to the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how stupid we are. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, just the way it was just—it was just very good. It yeah. was structured very well. Very the well, way the, yeah. Very the, well uh, thought out. The fire, the water, yes. yeah. The well just the group of protesters, like yeah. just all perfectly uh, placed yeah. elements. Yeah. I would. Wow. I, 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 that's a five crib star. I give it a five as well. Uh, I'm so relieved. I, I really loved it. How's it going? One more. <laughs> All right, well then, uh, last here, uh, maybe least, we'll see. <laughs> uh, my episode is called Wet the Whistle, um, and it is uh, inspired by our recent influx of summary episodes, oh. and I was thinking about it, and Rocco has some summary episodes um, where they go camping, yeah. things like that, but they didn't have a hot day episode, mm. And so mm. that's the void I'm trying to fill here. <laughs> I like it. All right. So we. Hold, hold on. Oh. Let me just uh, minus half Crib Star for not having O <laughs> in the title of the episode. Just making a note here. All right. All right. All right. Maybe you can win it back. <laughs> Wet the O whistle. <laughs> um, the damage is done. <laughs> so inside Rocco's living room, Rocco is watching the news with Heifer uh, on the couch. Uh, the news uh, weather the news's weather report is reporting that it will be the hottest day in the history of O Town, showing a chart of days that just look like they're on fire. <laughs> um, the weatherman who looks like a dog uh, warns to stay inside at all costs. The newscaster starts moving closer to the camera and screaming to stay inside, seeming as though the heat is getting to him. Uh, Heifer asks Rocco if he can stay over. Rocco says, of course. Rocco, Heifer, and Spunky are drenched in sweat as they sit on Rocco's couch. It cuts to the inside of Rocco's mouth, where we see his personified tongue panting like a dog. (laughs) Hey, buddy, how about some water in here, it says in a thick New York accent. (laughs) Rocco goes to the kitchen to get water for everyone. First, he fills Spunky's bowl, then grabs two glasses fills the first one and gives it to Heifer, who immediately downs it and lets out a deep, refreshed sigh. Then Rocco goes to fill a glass for himself, but the water slows to a drip, not filling his cup. We hear the pipes rattle, and the sink uh, puffs out a bloom of smoke. Rocco says, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Cut to the interior of Rocco's mouth. His tongue is heaving. Come on, pal, I ain't got much longer. (laughs) 
Rocco goes to the bathroom and tries to turn the tub on, but a spider just slowly crawls out of the spout and gives Rocco a dirty look. <laughs> Rocco says, oh no, Hef, I really need some water. What should I do? Heifer recommends trying the hose outside. Rocco goes outside with gloves on his hands and, t- and picks up the steaming hot hose. When he turns it on, the hose simply evaporates into the air. Uh, he and Heifer walk over to the big heads and knock on the door. We hear Ed scream, asking who is it. Rocco explains that it's him and was wondering if he could borrow a glass of water. Ed through the door tells him that it's simply not possible, that he and Bev need the water to keep their bodies cool. Ed says, why don't you try that turtle friend of yours? Rocco looks at Heifer and Heifer nods approvingly. We cut to Filber's trailer home. Rocco knocks, but no one answers. Rocco knocks again and the door swings open. In the middle of the trailer is Filbert's shell, but not Filbert. Rocco pops his head into the shell. We see Filbert inside with a Hawaiian shirt on, sunglasses, sipping a colorful frozen drink with ukulele music playing and watching TV in his shell. (laughs) Filbert looks slightly annoyed to see Rocco. Hiya, Filbert, Rocco says. You don't happen to have any water I could have, do you? Filbert explains that he's currently on vacation and that he'll have to get back to Rocco in a few days, pointing to a calendar on his shell. Rocco sighs. I'm not sure where else to go. On the TV in Filbert's shell plays a commercial for the O-Town Mall. It encourages people to come on down for their sale on riding lawnmowers and bottled water. Rocco looks at Filbert and Filbert tosses Rocco his keys. Go ahead, take my car, Filbert says. Heifer and Rocco get in the car, which you can tell is burning hot by the sizzling sounds. Every time Rocco touches something, seatbelt, keys, etc., you can see and hear that it burns. The car starts to roll and the tires pop immediately. (laughs) Uh, So we cut to Rocco and Heifer walking. We see the O-Town Mall in the distance, but no signs of life. Just circling vultures overhead who are taunting Rocco for being thirsty. Cut to the inside of Rocco's mouth where the tongue says... Tell my tonsils I love them. I won't forget them. I've lived a good life, as it gasps for air. (laughs) We see them walk through the giant O-Town parking lot, finally to its doors, to the doors of the mall. One lone elderly man, who kind of looks like a bird, sits by the door to welcome them. Welcome to the O-Town Mall, he says (laughs) half-heartedly. We see his foot catch fire, but he is unfazed. (laughs) Rocco asks which way to the water store. The Birdman points to the map of the mall, pointing his finger on the farthest corner from where they stand on the highest level. As they walk, we see stores on fire, the smoking skeletal remains of shoppers with bags still in their hands. (laughs) Rocco goes to push the button for the elevator, but we see it short circuit out and burn. The elevator comes crashing down in a burst of smoke. Rocco says, crud, I I guess we'll just have to take the stairs. Heifer says he's not sure whether that's such a good idea as he points to the stairs. The stairs look as if they're melting. We see other characters trying to crawl up them only to sink into what looks like melting lava. (laughs) So thirsty. Can't go on, Hef. Rock says. Heifer looks over and sees a huge blinking sign that says, Riding mowers for sale. Get them while they're hot. I think I have an idea, Heifer says. We see Heifer and Rocco on the riding mower. Heifer looks down and sees the settings. The settings read, you're not moving, leisurely, pretty fast, hold on tight, and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Heifer smiles and kicks it all the way up. We see them fly through the melting stairs, going so fast that the skin on their faces is being pushed back (laughs) to the second floor, then straight up the wall at a 90 degree (laughs) angle, up several more floors until we see them reach the top floor. The mower lands and Rocco sees a store simply called We Have Water. (laughs) Heifer, there, he screams. We then see a wolf crawling for dear life on the floor towards the store. He just keeps mumbling, so close, I can taste it. The wolf looks as if he's been through hell to get to this store, his hand reaching out and quivering. As he reaches, we see the inside of the store. It is totally empty except for one shining bottle on a podium in the center of the (laughs) store. The bottle says water with the caption, I may be the difference between life and death. Heifer and Rocco screech out in the riding mower and comically run over the wolf. Heifer 
Heifer slams on the brakes, bumps the podium just slightly enough that the water flips into the air and into Rocco's hand. He flips off the cap and drinks. Cut to the interior of Rocco's mouth. We hear a choir of heavenly music ring out as his tongue cries with joy, Oh, sweet relief. I'm alive, baby. I'm alive. (laughs) Rocco lets out a deep sigh. Thanks, Hef. As they exit the store, we see a wide shot of the entire mall, which looks like a hellscape with people screaming, (laughs) parts of the ceiling collapsing, and the wolf still on the floor, slowly crawling towards the store again. Heifer says, uh, Rack, how are we going to get home? Cue the music strike and the egg, the segment ends. <laughs> that was wow. fun. Really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was really great for like totally different reasons from Candace's. Um, it reminded me more of an earlier episode of Rocco. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe the um, shopping one or the one where he's at home sick. Yeah. And dealing with his body parts or, or like throwing up food. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of really great uh, like images of these close ups of things that I could really imagine as backgrounds or as just like just the way Rocco does it. Yeah. That weird other inanimate object talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I really loved that. Yeah. The tongue character was really. <laughs> Like, it felt special, but also you were, I was, like, invested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it, uh, rather than just Rocco saying I'm thirsty over and over again, I think Rocco does a good job of always creating something else that indicates yes. the yeah. need. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they never do the same thing twice, kind of. They always, like, push it further. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> Probably, like, the best of, I think, maybe the strongest imagery of the three episodes. Um, Just every scene was, like, a really strong image. Um, Phil Burton and Shell was just great. (laughs) That's a perfect... so good. Even, like, the mall guy's foot catching on fire and, like, the hellscape of the burnt skeleton. Yeah. 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 Really perfect. Yeah, I loved the mall. Loved the steps melting. It was great. All the things like that, the little things yeah going into it the two things i really wanted to incorporate was a hot day which i yeah. couldn't believe because rocco seems like perfect for a hot they did super ha- hot day well while you were talking while you were doing your story mm-hmm. i uh it did occur to me um maybe the beach episode there's there's an episode mm. where it's hot it's not fully focused on yeah. the hot day yeah but it's just like a brief boy it's super hot day. yeah it's a warm one yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that is good. That, I always love a hot day. That episode. and the O-Town Mall. I love when they go to the O-Town yes, Mall. It just good. seems like a great chance for, even though I didn't really focus on other characters, it just seems like the mall, in, like what Candace was saying, it's like that like undertone of society type thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. a little slice of commentary on the society that they're living in. Yeah. It's great, yeah. It's bur- and it's burning down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, if I had to reach for a criticism, maybe Heifer a little underused. Okay. But, yeah. um, but I mean, I'm, you know, I, yeah. I don't think he necessarily needed to be in it more. It was just he doesn't always need to be. Yeah. Uh, stealing the show. Yeah, yeah. Here I had him just kind of as the happy helper. Somebody to turn the lawnmower all the way up. But, yeah, that was very good. To make God have mercy on your soul. Very Rocco-like. And them going up the wall. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, like, one of the parts I was talking about where I was like, well, how do I get them to the top floor? Uh, I'm like, well, (laughs) physics don't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Um, Well. I don't know if I was conscious of this when I, like, beforehand, but mm -hmm. something that we all three did. Um, like Rocco himself is such a good character that if something's happening to him, small or large, like you feel really bad for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a sympathetic character. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah that's like, true. Yeah, can you uh, catch a break? Yeah, Why yeah, is yeah. this happening to yeah. him? Why won't just, anyone help him? Yeah. And he's so, so nice. He puts every like uh, in Andrew's episode, like waiting with Mister Bighead rather than going to the really big man line. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was very. 
Yeah. I like that made a difference when you said that because it was like, yeah, that is what Rocco would do, and it's so. Yeah. And very few times other people put Rocco first. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I like how the other characters are like oblivious to his <laughs> plight during these stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a very O Town type thing. Yeah. Uh, Makes that, him a really special character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one more thing that popped into my head. Uh, them riding on that um, lawnmower reminded me of the Suckomatic. Them riding uh, on it. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, they were riding it. Yeah, they were riding it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff like subliminally uh, just kind of like seeps in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually had a couple things different in mind. I can't even remember specifically what now, but I, while I was doing it, I went back and like just read over the Rocco episodes yeah. real quick and yeah. caught a couple things that were already done. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But yeah. even like the part in your episode where the mom kind of leads the boy away from uh, <laughs> Phil Burton effort. <laughs> it's just like, that's a class. I don't know why it feels like a classic Rocco thing, but yeah, like the disgust for inc- being inconvenienced or not getting what you want. Um, yeah, I think there was like a lot of elements of that. And then Candace's like the outrage that's a really Rocco yes. thing. Like yeah. That that sentiment of and Rocco being outside of all yeah. of that, right? Just right. <laughs> completely separate from it. Yeah. Stuck. Uh, three fun episodes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give yours a five. Oh, I thank you. Uh, <laughs> I tried to knock it down, but <laughs> um, it was just like so. I, I I'm glad that it was different from ours in that it was more like one of those earlier episodes it yeah. just felt more like one of those i'm glad to have that in there and yeah i like those a lot i just yeah um so it felt different and good oh cool thanks uh five red hot crib stars wow yeah hot um thanks yeah the hot day um, that's a that's a great yeah it's really good I, I worked in uh, the Pete and Pete reference with the py- t- uh, the uh, Filbert's tires just popping. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, th- I think maybe not to downplay uh, all the other episodes mm. we've done, but I think that was really a strong three. It really was. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was. I'm especially surprised because I thought the Rocka was just the most kind of like complex the way the stories were compared to the last two we've done yeah um, and uh but it was so i don't know rising to the occasion i guess yeah um i mean now that we're done tooting our own horns you guys can sure. feel free to yeah, yeah. <laughs> write us tell us what you think uh we pu- might be blinded yeah. from having talked about this so long yeah so. yeah pure garbage uh so we so we had just to recap we had kind of a lot of Oh, trouble? Kind, kind of, of a lot of trouble, yeah. Kind yeah. of a lot of trouble. <laughs> we had O Town Goes Viral, yeah. and we had Wet the Whistle. Um, and also good, the name, even though it didn't have O in it, uh, <laughs> it did yeah. feel like the other half of the names yeah, in the, the Rocco yeah. titles. The so names are kind of all over the place. They yeah. didn't have like a, sometimes it was like a really simple title, yes. uh, where it was like very literally, here's what's happening yeah. in this episode, and then sometimes they're just like out there yeah and they yeah. occasionally had like a pun or a playoff of yeah. something else or yeah whatever uh but uh always fun to do write an episode yeah. uh we honestly if anybody else has ideas rocco ideas send us yeah. uh we'd love to read them um and we'll post it you guys can vote on whose story was your favorite uh andrew candace or mine um hashtag vote for candace <laughs> do you want that to be a oh. hashtag <laughs> I'm still trying to come up with my, what was my your, uh, what was tagline your, for this podcast. What was your hashtag in the episode? Yeah. Hashtag, uh, hashtag nauseous. Nauseous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a, great. <laughs> I, we didn't talk about that, but that was a great touch. You could have almost called the episode, like, had a hashtag. Oh, nauseous. hashtag nauseous. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but O-Town goes viral. Yeah, continue. they're both very yeah. good. But not as good as hashtag nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, that wraps up right an episode, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you guys for picking it. Uh, so before we wrap up, uh, we did this a couple episodes ago. Uh, you are a subscriber now to Nick Box. 
Yeah. Uh, and you got an, you got another one. Yes. This is the spring one, um, which, just off the bat, I love the box. It's The awesome. look of the box. It's like uh, a newspaper. Yeah. Like newspaper headlines. Yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Stoop Kid is on there. <laughs> Stoop yeah, Kid forgets to leave Stoop. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, this one's pretty cool. There's some stuff that, like, I think is maybe even cooler than the last one. Oh. Um, this what? Ren, this Ren bath towel. Oh, like, from oh my God. But he's in the bath. Yeah, yeah that's like, amazing. Space madness. Yeah. Floating. Oh yes, that is sweet. And it is not a square towel. It's like a yeah. Ren-shaped towel. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, kind of neat. I like that one. Um. Rugrats notepad and like a pencil sharpener. Oh, oh, that's really cool. That's cute. Yeah, uh, the notepad looks like Tommy's kind of rubber starball. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the pencil sharpener is his um, screwdriver. Yeah. Keeps screwdriver. in his diaper. Yes. <laughs> Very, man, thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, purple reptar pin. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Candace has her eyes on it. <laughs> I'll start the bidding it. Five dollars. Uh, crumb like, I mean they call it a cosplay kit, oh. but it's like a sweatshirt basically with crumb. eyes that hang off of it. And you can hold the eyes in your hands. Or... <gasps> yeah, they like oh. come off of the sleeves. Oh. Man, talk about that's a Halloween costume ready to go. Yes. Yeah. 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 Someone really had a good idea yeah. there. I would like to be in one of those meetings where it's like, come up with the weirdest yeah, shirt you can got think the of. Armpit hair. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, rocket power fingerboard. I don't oh, know if you remember these yeah. when we were skateboards. Yes, like, really hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really hot when we were in school. The original fidget spinner. The fingerboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, a Rocco like pouch, and it also has like a tote bag inside. Oh. Rocco head. Cool. Oh, that's cute. Really exciting to me. Uh, a stoop kid vinyl figure. Yeah. On his stoop. Yeah. Just. Oh. It looks great. Oh. Really. It's, yeah. The art is really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, there he is, just on his stoop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a like stimpy head uh, soap dispenser. Oh, that's so cool. What? So like. Uh, you just push down and it comes out of his nose. Oh. <laughs> that's really cool. That's I mean, funny. Really, uh, all the stuff is really, yeah, really well thought you, put you, together. Yeah, you could tell people really put time into it. Yeah, it's really um, impressive. And some of it, the packaging, which is really nice packaging, like it could be in a store, but it says the Nick Box. Yeah. So this is being produced. Solely. Manufactured exclusively for this subscription yeah. service. Yeah. Solely for the Nick Box, yeah. I love these people's <laughs> Um And again, we're not being sponsored by the Nick yeah, Box, but we'd sure nice. like to be. Yeah. Oh, hashtag <laughs> Nick Box, hashtag love it. Hashtag nauseous, hashtag vote for Candace. <laughs> <laughs> The next box is the summer camp box, which I'm really looking forward to. And I saw Salute Your Shorts is in there, so I'm oh, man. eager. To, I'm hoping it's... I, I don't know what I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, it has uh, it has Salute Your Shorts, uh, Hey Arnold, Rocco, um, Rocket Power. We did mention the uh, one slight complaint is uh, the Black. Nicktoon heavy. yeah. It, usually, it is. Each box but. might have one live action, but some... I don't think this one does, does yeah. it? Yeah. No, yeah. this is all next to The There's a box. I think it was maybe years, a year and a half or a year ago. It came with like an Are You Afraid of the Dark shirt. I'm I like, saw Boy. that. Yeah. I wish I would have known. And they sell, this was going on right yeah. away. And they sell out. So like once it's gone, it's gone. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like know. if you go back on the site and look, most of the boxes say like sold out. Oh. You can't even order if you want it. So, yeah, it's a limited... Well, they've done a very great, good job of it. They have. Great, they have. fun item. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Stuff you couldn't possibly get anywhere else. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, awesome. So what are we doing next week, then? Um, next week, we're going to talk about one of my all-time favorite Hey Arnold's, mm. Heat. Heat. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with the Michael Mann movie. Yeah, this... Uh, I don't know if you recall this episode very much. Uh, vaguely. Yeah, it, it, it like rings a bell, but I don't, I can't picture it. It's a great summer episode. Really, yeah. just makes me um, reminiscent for 
being a kid. Yeah. Uh, and the other half of it. Well. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if there'll be any themes with my hot day episode. We've done the call. Yeah. Now we have wet the whistle. <laughs> Official Nick. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like. Uh, well, we're gonna keep up. I think some of the summer stuff here. Yeah. Uh, while we got summer. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I, I mean summer. In my mind, I guess summer's like the Nick season. I guess. Yeah. I mean, even though it's summer, I should be outside. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Watching it, I remember watching it in summer break. You know, yeah, from school. That's oh, yeah. a big, big deal. Oh yeah, I hear you. Um, well, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, let us know your thoughts in advance on Hey Arnold Heat, or give us feedback on our episodes today, or send us your own Rocco. You can tweet at us at uh, boc podcast. You can uh, reach us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us. Just like Justin did uh, at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find us on Podbean and iTunes. It's really helpful to leave a review, uh, not just a rating, but a review that's really helpful so other people can find us. Um, and if you know anybody in Alaska, let them know to check out the podcast. Uh, Candace? It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thanks for letting me hang out, guys. Great um, episode. Great job. Yeah, really. And thanks for all your episodes. Thanks for letting us always hang out, too. Mm. Um, but really, really great one. I mean, you went above and beyond with the work. Watch, watch Static Cling come out, and it'd be like the exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Murray's gonna sue your butt. <laughs> well, um, awesome. Uh, we hope to see you next episode. Bye. This story is here.